Show on your Monday morning. Thank you for being with us as we start a new work week. Kevin Martell in for Greg, who is off for the next week and a little bit. Vacation time. And what a weekend it was. Temps. You know, on, I think it was Friday, I was like, eh, there's a little bit of snow in my driveway. And I thought, I'm not going to shovel because I feel confident enough this forecast will hold. And remember, Environment Canada last week had called for, I think it was like plus one on Thursday, and it got to only minus seven. So you're kind of doing the, uh-oh, like, are they going to blow it this weekend again? They didn't. It was a beautiful weekend, one of those weekends where you could start to see more pavement out there as the snow melted off at least major roads. I know my side street is still pretty white, but hey, by the end of this week, as we've been talking about in the forecast, plus highs every single day this week. What a perfect opportunity to be outside for Frost Festival. It's on the, again this week. Did you go? Our 980 CJME's Nicole Garn did to a hip-hop dance competition. Breaking, popping, and whacking are all things you might see at the Bridge the Gap dance battle. Eddie Alvaro is the host and MC. Mostly focused on hip-hop dance culture and street dance culture, and we want to bridge the gap between street dance and studio dance. He hopes this event will inspire people to learn more about hip-hop. We got dance battles, we got choreo competitions, we got DJs. It's a party. At the exchange, Nicole Garn, 980 CJME. And you think with the weather, attendance would have been good, just like what the warm temps did for Agrovision this past November. Lots of activities, too. You look at the, the schedule of events on the Frost website and just tons of stuff to do. All kinds of skating and, like, theme skating where you can dress up uh, in, like, 80s or Disney. They have... You know, the outdoor rink at Wiscana down uh, in front of the ledge. They have a rink downtown. They have uh, another skating loop in front of the yards, kind of by Rebellion. Lots to do. Croaker curl if you don't like uh, skating, but you still want to be on ice. Ice carvings if you prefer to look at ice rather than be on it. Uh, Horse and carriage rides, just tons and tons of things. It's on, again, all this week, wrapping up this upcoming Sunday. Hey, this past Sunday, yesterday... NFL, we know who's in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Niners rallied back in the second half to beat the Lions 34-31. Who at one point were up by 17 points. You blew it! Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Chiefs, they down Baltimore 17-10. In case you missed the two games, here's about a minute recap. Williams cuts up 25-20. Still on his feet. Jamison Williams scores! Montgomery on second and goal, surging his way forward, he's in! Touchdown, Detroit! It's at the five, touchdown, Detroit! And the ball came out, ball is loose, who's got it? 49ers recover! McCaffrey's gonna get it, and he walks in! Touchdown, San Francisco! And there it is, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Here's Kansas City from the 19, throwing at the goal line, and it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. And the Chiefs drive for an opening touchdown. The ball is thrown to the end zone, and it's caught. Flowers with the touchdown. Jackson to Flowers, he dives, the ball came out. It's recovered by Kansas City. They're calling it a touchback and recovery on the field. This is a call that could determine the whole game right here. It's out. He goes long and on his back to ice it. Yeah, now the Chiefs and 49ers head to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, a rematch from four years ago. The Chiefs will try to become the first back-to-back champs since New England, who else, in 2004, 
while the 49ers are hoping for a record-tying sixth title. Oh, and uh, this was a couple days ago, too. The Oilers win again. Rodgers plays faithful, does their job. What an electric final minute. 4-1 Edmonton, 16 wins in a row. Wowzers. They beat Nashville Saturday. Just one more win, and they tie Pittsburgh's record of 17. But they'll have to wait now because it's the all-star break for Edmonton. They won't play again until February the 6th. It'll be against Vegas, too. Tough game and a tough pause in their momentum. But, hey, they'll try. Five fifty-two on your Monday morning. Kevin Martell in for Greg Morgan, and we have our Super Bowl matchup set: Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. In to talk about some overall exciting NFL games, the conference championships from yesterday. We're joined by Belton Johnson, whom you hear quite a lot on this radio station. Former Saskatchewan Rough Rider. Morning, Belton. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself there, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, Belton, what what a couple of games we just saw. And let's remind listeners off the top here, when you last talked to Greg, he picked the Lions and the Chiefs to win. And Belton, I believe you picked the Ravens and the 49ers. So you're both wrong. <laughs> and a little right. <laughs> That's right, Kev. But I'm going to tell you, just you know, with that Chiefs-Ravens game, I'm going to tell you how you disrespect somebody. And who was it, the kicker, Justin Tucker? You know, he's in Mahomes' area there while he's warming up. They're tossing the tee out the way and everything. So, And don't forget, the, the Chiefs, they were disrespected as well because I think they were considered the underdogs in this one. So, Yeah, know. they were on the road, right? And Patrick oh, Mahomes man. said that after the game where, you know, nobody thought we could win on the road. Well, he he and the Chiefs just proved a lot of people wrong. He, he did, man, and he looked great out there. And I'm going to tell you, the the playoff games here that he's played in, the Chiefs, they looked amazing the entire playoff. So hats off to the Chiefs. They did a great thing. But I'm going to tell you, the Ravens, they had those, I call them stupid penalties, the taunting and then uh, with Snead punching the ball out of Zay Flowers' hands, uh, the receiver for the Ravens, as he was diving into the end zone. Oh man, that was a oh that's just, that's the game right there. And you watch that play, and you think, oh man, the Ravens were right there, Belton, and they let it get punched away. Absolutely, they did. So that and that's how that game ended. The, the Ravens they never could rebound from any of that, right? Belton Johnson with me talking about the NFL matchups from yesterday. What happened to the Lions? They came out so strong, and he thought, oh, my. Like, they, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then the second half, I don't know if it was as much Belton Alliance collapse or if it's just San Fran came out and they got mad. Well, my thing is, what, what's the old saying? Live by the sword, die by the sword. With the, with the, uh, the Lions, you live uh, going for it on fourth down. He died going for it on fourth down. And I think that might have been a difference because it was a couple fourth downs there where they probably could have, um, you know, kicked the field goal. I know how I am with kickers and everything, but in this case, I think you do it. But you know what, Kevin? How did the Lions get to this point? <laughs> they did it by going on fourth down throughout the entire season. <laughs> 
So I cannot fault the Lions. I think it was more of a collapse than anything. Yeah, yeah, Jamie and I uh, from the Green Zone, he always thought the Lions were pretenders and it looks like uh, they were this game. And now, Belton, the Super Bowl uh, in a couple weeks should be a gooder. Uh, I know you'll get asked this again before the game, but who you got in this one? Well, considering that uh, Taylor Swift is probably going to be there, I'm (laughs) I'm not. I'm not betting against Mahomes again, man. I'm, I'm betting yeah. the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard not to. I, you know, you, we'll probably see more of Taylor Swift than they will actually uh, game action, won't we? <laughs> uh, Belton Johnson, and uh, so you're taking Kansas City, and that's kind of where I'm leaning as well, uh, because I just find Kansas City they're they're the big game team right now they've been there before they know how to win they've won multiple times uh, and as good as san francisco is i just i'm with you i think you can't bet against kc and and i'm not gonna bet against them again i've bet against them twice already this uh postseason and you're right look how many times they've been there they've been there they've done it even with that game against baltimore they've been there they've done it you know six uh that was their sixth championship game, and they've come through. So, yes, I'm going with the Chiefs. As always, appreciate your time, Belt, my friend. Have a good one. Have a good one, Kev. Six fourteen, Mona Lisa Soup. Protesters threw soup at the Mona Lisa in Paris. You see this? Now, it wasn't damaged because, of course, it's protected by a glass casing. For these kinds of reasons, an environmental group was behind it. What is more important, art or the right to a healthy and sustainable diet? One of those involved in the throop sewing, uh, throwing incident is heard asking. The group said it wanted to draw attention to unsustainable food production and hunger in France, calling for the integration of food into the general social security system. Now, the incident comes amid widespread demonstrations by French farmers about pay, competition, and government regulations. Closer to us, Mark McMorris, good old Regina boy, was on the hill this weekend at the X Games in Aspen. Okay, 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 backside triple 16. The kid from Saskatchewan comes correct again. That was a beautiful run. In my personal opinion, that does not put him ahead of Red Gerard, though. Isn't that his own brother Craig commenting? (laughs) I think so. He said Saskatchewan, right? So it must be him. Very honest and objective, brother Craig. Mark did, in fact, actually fall behind Red Gerard. McMorris takes silver in snowboard slope style. He has won a ton of medals over the years of the X Games. Mark McMorris has. One of the best athletes to ever come out of Regina. How many medals, do you ask? Between, you know, his big events, his specialty slope style and big air. This silver medal makes 23 medals in X Games competition. By the way, that is a record. 11 gold, 9 silver, and 3 bronze since 2011. One of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team members just turned himself in. You see this over the weekend. Former NHLer Alex Formanton turned himself into London, Ontario police to face a charge of sexual assault. He'd been playing hockey in Switzerland in a pro league there. He came back. His legal team says he'll vigorously defend his innocence and ask that people don't rush to judgment without hearing all the evidence first. 
This is all connected to allegations. Five members from the team assaulted a woman in a hotel room in London. Globe and Mail had first reported this. We learned about this, that it would be coming. These five individuals, they've taken leaves from their professional teams. Uh, and aside from Formanton, the rest are in the NHL. The police in London haven't said anything about this at all yet. The only thing they've said is that updates will be provided at a news conference plan for next week, one week today, actually, on February the 5th. So we're expecting to learn a little bit more in terms of, you know, specific charges, who in fact is charged, confirmation on that. Again, we have a pretty good idea from the Golden Mail article, but they should have more information on that. And we still have to wait a week before we learn anything. But uh, again, Alex Formanton has turned himself into police to face that charge of sexual assault. Way down here And you'll start crying 96 years 621 Monday morning. Thanks for joining us as we start a new work week. A busy week in Ottawa. Parliament's back today. You've heard in the news lately various parties were having their retreats, holding planning sessions on what to zero in on for this new sitting. The Liberals, they're planning to move quickly to get a Ukraine free trade bill back up for debate this week and put more pressure on the Conservatives to support it after their MPs voted against it for its promotion of a carbon tax. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev says his focus will be on passing a private member's bill to offer farmers a carve-out to the federal carbon price. Yesterday, he told his caucus this. Conservatives will fight throughout this session to axe the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, stop the crime. Is everybody in this room ready to axe the tax, build the homes, fix the budget, and stop the crime? Yeah, today as well, a federal inquiry into foreign interference opens a week of hearings. And it really is uh, the balancing act to kind of kick things off in that inquiry around secrecy. So the first five days of hearings, they'll try to find ways so that they can make the information public to you, but also at the same time protecting classified documents and sources. The next public hearings, likely in late March or so, are intended to delve into allegations of foreign interference by China, Russia, and India, as we learned recently, and others, in the 2019 and 2021 federal elections. A state funeral was just held for former NDP leader Ed Broadbent in Ottawa yesterday afternoon. Generations of politic, uh, political leaders, they were there, including current leader Jagmeet Singh. We will miss him. We are so fortunate that he chose to spend his life in pursuit of his vision and his hope for justice and fairness for all. We will never forget him. And Ed, we won't let you down. And you're still who I want to be when I grow up. A broadband, uh, he served as leader for 14 years in the 70s and 80s, as MP for his hometown of Oshawa, Ontario, for 21 years. Later, as MP for Ottawa Centre from 2004 to 2006. Singh says his predecessor was always happy to offer him advice. He spent his whole life fighting for people, for fighting for justice, fighting for that fair world. He never forgot who we fight for. He made it very clear. Job of government, the job of elected people is a fight for the vulnerable, not to protect the powerful. Manitoba Premier Wab Canoe spoke as well. He shared how 
Broadbent called him to offer encouragement after Canoe's 2019 loss in Manitoba's general election. What I remember most is the smile that I could hear in Ed's voice through the phone, clear as day. Ed wasn't just about achieving good things. He was about pursuing them with a good nature. This was his politics of joy. Broadbent died January 11th at the age of 87.